0: A man spends his COVID quarantine up in a tree. A 224-pound Russian woman reportedly killed her husband with her buttocks. And an app that lets you pay to control another individual's life. These are the weird stories for Thursday on Weird AF News. The only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. I'm Jonesy. You're somebody. You, you are somebody. Let's do it a man has spent nearly two weeks up in a tree because he had nowhere else to isolate during COVID. Uh, This happened in Telagana, which is in India, and they're having issues with COVID, clearly. The challenges of COVID-19 come with not just the issues of access to healthcare centers, hospitals, medication, vaccines, sometimes a more basic problem, a lack of space in your home in order to isolate when you have COVID. With many families in India sharing a single-room living domicile that includes the kitchen and sometimes even the toilet, all in the same room, some COVID-positive patients often find they have nowhere else to go in order to isolate. That is why 18-year-old student Shiva decided to build himself a COVID ward. It's a bed made of bamboo sticks fastened to the branches up inside a tree behind his home. (laughs) This This guy's really... He's he's making a sacrifice, okay? He's like, I don't want my family to catch this. What can I do? Well, you don't have a lot of options. We're we gonna dig a hole and bury yourself. Find a cave. No, he's gonna go up in a tree. You gotta be somewhere where you're kind of still near your family too. They gotta be able to bring you food. Um, I'm curious to find out how they got food to him. Did they? Did he kind of build like a pulley system to raise the food up into the tree? Did he just eat what was ever in whatever was in the tree? Was it a banana tree? What? Did it bear fruit that he lived on? I need more information. Shiva told the media that there's no isolation center in his hamlet. That's right. He lives in a hamlet. That's how small it is and how rural it is. Noting that he has a family of four and, quote, cannot let anyone get affected because of me. Shiva said that he decided the best place to isolate was, well, it was up in a tree. Here's a quote from Shiva, who really is a hero. I don't know if the village volunteers told the authorities about me testing positive. No one in my hamlet has come forward to help me. They're all scared of the virus. They're not stepping out of their homes, in fact. It's a very serious situation. This is a story of sacrifice. Sometimes dire situations require dire choices, dire actions. This young man doesn't want to inf- affect those that are in his immediate orbit. So he's self-sacrificed. Yeah. You know, I've, I've known some people who have had to quarantine in hotels and they, you know, that was difficult. And and in a hotel, you got all the amenities that you need. You got a toilet, you got a mini fridge. The hotels will drop off food for you. Uh, but up in a tree, what do you got? There's no toilet up in a tree. What is he taking a whiz off the branches? How's he going to go number two up in a tree? You know, this guy's really sacrificing. You know, there's no flat screen TVs up in the tree. Does he even get Wi-Fi in a tree? Shiva is really sacrificing so much to save his family. This is a real feel-good story, by the way. I like when I come across these. It's a combo of weird and very happy, very encouraging, inspirational stuff here, guys. You know, in some ways, I'm like NPR. You know what I mean? Except for without all that, all that money, and without the studio. You know, I'm I'm in I'm in a closet right now. You know, But if I had to, I would, I would record this up in a tree. I, I would. I would. For you. I would do it for you. Oh, thank you. A 224-pound Russian woman reportedly killed her husband with her buttocks. A 224-pound Russian lady faces some heavy-duty justice for sitting on her husband, strangling him to death with her massive buttocks during a, an alcohol-influenced dispute of some sort. Well, that's Russia. Of course it's alcohol-influenced on (laughs) you. This is all they do over there, man. It's vodka, 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 and then my butt on your face. Her name is Tatiana. Allegedly, she refused to let her husband, Adar, go, even as he begged forgiveness. Adar's daughter saw her father pinned face down on the bed by her mother's buttocks, ran to seek help from neighbors in their city. Uh, They live in Novakuznext. Novakuznext. I think I said it right. A female neighbor arrived on the scene, reportedly. Decided that the couple were simply in the midst of a domestic dispute. (laughs) Nothing to see here. No, no, my neighbor's sitting on her husband's face on the bed, and he's uh, crying for help. Nothing to see here. I'm going to take off. Tatiana says she merely wanted to calm her husband down after the couple had been drinking. Yeah, is that how you calm someone down? You put your fat ass right on their skull. <laughs> you crazy. Unfortunately, ADAR died from quote asphyxia from blocking the respiratory system as his face was wedged into the mattress as Tatiana sat on his neck using her legs. So he, he could not lift it. A medical examination found the wife quote strangled husband to death with her buttocks after drinking too much alcohol. According to the local media report, that's the final verdict. Uh, There was a trial. Tatiana was convicted of causing death by negligence uh, after a murder charge was dropped. Uh, The the investigative committee has now announced it is actually calling for a new murder charge against Tatiana, who had been, as they say, angry after drinking heavily after Aiden. Oh, it says Aiden here. Up above it said Adar. Get your name right, bro. Who wrote this? After Aiden stopped showing signs of life, the accused frightened, shook him, and shouted at him to wake up, but it didn't work. I mean, it's a very sad story. It's weird, of course. I think there's something something we can learn from this, though. It's that um, sitting on someone's head, first of all, doesn't calm people down. And only, uh, it only makes them panic. Especially if you're a very large person, with a, and your buttocks have a, a very large surface area. That's going to take up all... The little creases that you could possibly get air in from, you know, because you know, if a small buttocks was on my head, I could still access the oxygen. But when you got a derriere that's just massive, then it covers up all those little areas that you could possibly squeeze some oxygen in. I mean, this is common sense, correct? I'm not, I'm not dropping any new science on you, am I? If you got a massive ass, you could kill someone with it. I mean, this is the lesson that we can all learn from it. you got to be careful with your massive ass. Be careful with it. You can't just put it anywhere, man. It's a danger to society in some instances. Maybe you ought to have it registered, your massive ass. <laughs> maybe, you are, if, <laughs> maybe you ought to reduce it so that there's not, you know, there's, people aren't afraid of it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just trying to get some laughs at the end of the story and it's obviously not working. Please forgive me. If you have a massive ass, I'm not trying to offend you. I'm just trying to get, I'm just trying to make silly time here. I'm sure you have a massive ass. I'm sure it's lovely. There's nothing wrong with a massive ass. We all enjoy massive asses except for when they're on top of our faces. Or maybe we do. Maybe some of us do. But not to the point where we're suffocating. Okay. Can we get a safe word, guys? Can we get a safe word? Like, I don't know. Vodka. There's an app that allows you to pay to control another individual's life. How would you feel about being able to pay to control multiple aspects of another person's life? A new app is offering you the chance to do just that. Writer Brandon Wong recently couldn't decide what takeout food to get one evening. He asked his followers on a new social media app called New New to make the choice for him. What's he going to have for dinner? You guys choose. Those that wanted to get involved in the 24-year-old's dinner choices paid $5 to vote in a poll. And the majority verdict was that he should order Korean food. So that's what Brandon ordered was Korean food. His followers (laughs) decided for him. (laughs) This is ridiculous. Who would pay $5 to make a choice like this? Um, Here's a quote from Brandon. You know, I couldn't decide between Chinese or Korean. So, you know, this was very helpful. Right, right, I've also used New app to decide, you know, what clothes I should wear in the morning, you know, and some other personal stuff, too. You know, I joined back in March. I post polls on there like, I don't know, three or four times a week. I've now had more than 1,700 total votes. So it's been pretty cool. I'm doing the math in my head. 1,700 votes at $5 a vote. This guy's made like $10,000 just by letting people pick out his underwear and socks. This is incredible. I need to get on this app. Have you guys heard of this New new? Apparently, it's the brainchild of Los Angeles-based entrepreneur Courtney Smith. Uh, The app is in beta or pre-release stage. It describes itself as a human stock market where you buy shares in the lives of real people in order to control their decisions and watch the outcome play out yourself. It's very voyeuristic, but it also, you know, there's some control aspect to it. For many of us, this sounds a bit ominous, it says, but the reality is actually far less alarming. It is aimed at what it calls creators, so painters, musicians, fashion designers, bloggers, writers, etc. I assume comedians as well, maybe podcasters. It is designed as a way for them to connect far more closely with their fans or followers than on other social media services, and importantly, monetize that connection. Ah, it's a way to connect with your fans, guys. Would you want me to open a new new, and you guys can decide what I have for an alcoholic beverage tonight, <laughs> or what kind of caffeinated beverage I I pound before I record this podcast in a closet? Would you like such participatory choices in my life? I think it's just, I think it's a little nuts to do this. I'm, although you know, if if it's going to make me thousands, I'm open to it. So how it works is when a so-called creator sets up a new, new account, attracts some followers, he or she is encouraged to ask them via video clips to vote on aspects of both their work and their, their personal life. Uh, apparently, this guy Wong writes fiction, and he's also used new, new votes, in fact, to decide on what genre he's going to write about next. Even character names and plot developments he's asked his followers to vote on. Whenever a vote is cast, the creator gets the money, minus Nunu's commission. The creator sets the question and a choice of two answers. Their followers get to vote and can pay to do so as many times as they like. They don't get their money back regardless of which way the result goes. In addition to voting, followers can actually pay some extra bucks, something like $20, to ask a Nunu creator to do something of their own choosing, such as naming a character in a book after them. But the creator can reject all these bids. If they do so, then the follower doesn't have to part with the money. While other apps such as Wishbone ask members of the public to vote on things, Nunu says what it offers, the chance to pay to vote on aspects of a person's work and personal life, is quite unique. So will Nunu become the next big thing in social media? Will thousands or even millions of people start voting on what their favorite musician will get at the boba shop? Huh? (laughs) maybe so would you guys like to see me join Nunu and decide whether or not I have a cappuccino or a a caramel latte (laughs) it just seems really silly and I can see this kind of getting out of hand and maybe somebody doing something very dangerous hey guys should I walk around the volcano or dive right in Shorty, check it out. She got me mesmerized with your black hair and your fat ass thighs. What's up? It's your host. This is Jonesy. I'm still caffeinated. Whoa, squeeze that lemon. Get your money's worth. I got to publish some calls after this. Just a couple. One of my callers didn't mention his name. Sounds like a New Yorker, though, with the accent. Uh, And sounds like a tremendous human being that really gives a damn about knowing me a little bit more. Ask me some questions on this call. And uh, I'm going to answer them now, and then you can uh, listen to the call later. Uh, he asked me, "Do you like pineapple pizza, Jonesy?" And the answer is yes, yes, I love pineapple pizza. And you know, everybody goes goes for the classic Hawaiian, which is pineapple and ham. I actually uh, like something a little bit different. If I'm if I'm re- if I really have a choice, I'm going pineapple bacon. And I'm going to tell you something. This is going to sound crazy. Domino's Pizza makes the best pineapple bacon pizza that I've ever had in my life. The reason is the way they prepare it. Sometimes you'll go to Pineapple Pizza and they'll have long strips of bacon on there that they've cut up a bit but so you don't get bacon in every bite. And the chunks of pineapple will be big. Well, Domino's... Uh, chops up the pineapple and chops the bacon up. So every bite has a little bit of pineapple and a little bit of bacon. Domino's crushes the pineapple bacon pizza like game hardcore. So if, you, if you're if you going to give it a try, I recommend Domino's. And by the way, it's not too expensive. So win-win. Uh, this individual also asked me, what type of bagel do I like when I'm doing a bagel? Um, it. It really depends on the kind of cream cheese I'm going for. Like if I'm if I'm going for a fruity cream cheese then I'm going to probably pick like a fruity bagel, like a blueberry bagel, but if I'm going for some uh savory cream cheese, my classic is everything. I really like everything bagels. Everything wheat bagel is probably the way to go, but I also will um sometimes I'll get a whole wheat sesame bagel as well, which I I enjoy. So yeah. Nothing crazy in that department. Uh, video games? Do I like video games? Well, I don't really play them anymore, but I used to back in the day. And i I always gravitated toward uh, first person shooter games like uh, Call of Duty. I played a shitload of Call of Duty on Xbox 360 back in the day, and I really like, I really enjoyed those games. Uh, so yeah, first person games. I don't play them anymore though. Um no time, no time. I think I told this story before. One day I just looked in my on your Xbox you can like pull up a screen that tells you how many hours you've played video games for since you've owned this damn thing and like the number just well it made me self reflect. Let's just say that <laughs> I had to make a lifestyle change, guys. Uh also this individual asked me what's your favorite movie, Jonesy? My favorite movie is going to surprise you. Maybe some of you have never even heard of it. Uh it's it's The Network by Sidney Lumet. Uh Sidney Lumet is one of my favorite directors. Uh and uh he's done such films as well, he did Dog Day Afternoon. Uh he did Is it Twelve Angry Jurors? Twelve Angry Jurors. Uh he did uh oh he's done a lot of films, man. He's tremendous. And the the network I love so much. Because, well, the writer, Patty Shaevsky, is just uh, unbelievable. And and so the dialogue in this, uh, Patty is someone who comes from the world of theater. So uh, your theater writers really know how to nail dialogue. Because in theater, it's a lot of sitting around and talking. Because you're limited by the physical space. Um, But this is a movie that is just ripe with the most incredible dialogue. And as an actor myself... I, I can really appreciate what these actors are doing with all this complicated dialogue, and it's just their performances in here. This movie had like four Oscar nominees in this one movie, and I think three of them won or some shit. It was crazy. Uh, the main guy uh, actually is one of the only actors to win an Oscar posthumously. Like he passed away right before the Oscars, and he won. What's it's the lead guy, the one who plays um uh a mad as hell. And I'm not going to take it anymore. Uh, that guy passed away and then was given an Oscar posthumously. And then uh, that woman won for Best Supporting Actress. That dude won for Best Supporting Actor. Uh, Faye Dunaway, I believe, won as well. I think it was four. To- maybe it might have been five nominees, four wins or some, some shit like that with the actings. The actings. <laughs> I sound like a dummy right now, don't I? I'm trying to tout this movie as best I can. Uh you you gotta you gotta watch it. it's just tremendous man the network. Oh God I mean I just I just love it so much. Uh, Peter Finch, that's his name. that's the actor's name. Uh, Robert Duvall is tremendous in it. Ned Beatty's great in it. I think Ned Beatty was nominated too and he's in like one scene. Uh, uh, it's just so damn good, so good. Uh, you you guys would would love this flick if you really enjoy uh, good story and good acting. not a lot of action, sorry to say. And you know, here I go on a tangent on this movie. I, I'm so sorry, but I, you know, no one ever really asks me about these things. So let me just also add that when you think about when this film was written, and it's like the this guy for could foresee and foretell and predict where media was going way back then. You know, it, it's, so it's just tremendous when you think about when this was when it was when this movie was written. So really enjoy the network uh yeah i'm always down to answer questions so i thought that was pretty fun that was cool uh i do that on my patreon quite often actually i'll i'll take uh, questions from patrons um, you guys can join the patreon by the way and get in on that patreon.com slash weird news uh today i've uploaded a video of me trying a very strange flavor of potato chips from asia <laughs> oh does that Ooh, does that pique your interest? Ah, oh, um, I made it funny, of course. You know, I went off on, uh, yeah, I went off on potato chips in general. So, I can't, I can't help myself. I just go on these long tirades that are um, caffeine induced. But I, I guess that's, I guess, I, I mean, I think that's what you like. So, uh, lastly, if you want to call the show six four six four five zero twenty twelve, you can email me funnyjones at gmail dot com. Tomorrow is Friday, so Florida Friday. Send me those Florida Friday stories, please. And we'll try and put out the best Florida Friday episode that we can. I appreciate all of you.
1: Hey, Jonesy, congrats on the show. Everything's going great. I love listening to it. Listening to it for a while. I'm a big fan. But I got some burning Jonesy questions on my mind. You ready? Okay, number one. Does Jonesy like pineapple on pizza? Yes or no? You got to tell us. That tells us all about it. I'm sorry for those of us who would stop listening to the show if you did like the pineapples on the pizza. Me, personally, I love pineapples on pizza. I think it's great. Second, what type of bagels does Jonesy love? Are you an everything guy? Are you a uh, blueberry guy? Or are you like a cinnamon raisin or chocolate chip guy? This is important learning question stuff, okay? After that third, does Jonesy like any video games? I know you're liking your 20-30s. You can still play some video games. I don't care. Uh, Nintendo Switch and Crossing. I don't really care. You kind of sound like the guy, though, from uh, from uh, Fallout 4. Fallout 4, you sound like the Diamond City Radio announcer. Uh, look into it. He's another guy from Boston, and uh, he he's a radio guy in a video game. Uh, and number four, what's Jonesy's favorite movie? You don't talk about movies a lot, uh, but, you know, it's part of the show. It's part of the weird news. Anyway, though, Jonesy, I'll see you. I hope you get the answer to answer these questions, some great questions. You should do a Q&A episode one of these days. Have a Jones-tastic
2: day and have a weird AF day. Uh, do your thing. Hi, there, Jonesy. I've just got to say that the compliment of stories that you ran yesterday on your show was a very good trio of, of stories. Uh, I'll start off by talking about the uh, Erica Lust Cinema story about the, allowing the, the workers to masturbate up to 30 minutes a day. Uh, Erica Lust Cinema. I know from my partner and I watching some of that stuff that that is largely female-centric cinema, hardcore cinema. And so uh, Erica Lust, has her goal is to have very female-forward video, and therefore most of the women working in her company are are women. So I believe that the masturbation booth is going to be used mostly by women. Very few of her employees that she has are men, so I believe that uh, the booth is going to be used by women, so the sounds that are recorded in there are mostly going to be women that are orgasming in that booth, so it's not like there's going to be a lot of mess in there for men, but nevertheless, I don't think I want to be using the keyboard after you when you come out into the office, so to speak. And as far as your other story about the woman who's using her menstrual blood on her face for a facial mask, well, that just ain't a a good healthy idea. That blood's been inside that woman's body waiting for an egg to implant in it, a fertilized egg for, you know, up to a week it's been in her. And I I will admit that I have had sex with my wife during that special time of month and all you got to do is just clean up or shower afterwards. I'm not at all worried about something like that but i wouldn't put that on my face and i wouldn't cut my hand open and use my own blood fresh from my own body and smear that onto my face that is just gross and that is not the kind of thing that a person should do so using old period blood on my face which can come out clotty and nasty smelling would just not be a hygienic thing to do, I must say. All right. Thank you for your stories. Thank you very